Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I am with Bobby Gokul from Toronto, Canada. He's an entrepreneur. He's got offices all over Canada. I, I want to find out about that, but a million dollar earner and, uh, you know, just really starting his expansion program now, uh, this year, it's really picking up steam. So welcome back, Bobby. Hey, Larry, it's good to be on with you. And, uh, uh, Let's talk about expansion. How important and how much fun is it to expand? And where all are you now in your offices and your businesses? Well, the, the, the major, well, we are across Canada. Um, the, the major part of my operation is in the province of Ontario and in Western Canada, in the province of Alberta. We do have, you know, small pockets in different provinces. And we have some folks out who are in, in New York State. So that's where our, our business spans right now. But we are, like you, you, know, you alluded earlier, we are in a massive expansion because we see there's, you know, the timing and the potential in our industry is very huge. And we really want to capitalize on it. And it, uh, when you're expanding, I, it's really uh, uh, important for people working in a company to feel like the company's growing because that means not only they have job security, but they have the chance for bigger positions and uh, more opportunities for them if the company's growing at the top. They don't have to be selfish. They don't have to be short-sighted. They can throw all of their energy in because, you know, the rising tide raises all boats type thing. You can have that kind of attitude if the company is on the rise and it really helps you maintain a high level enthusiasm with your people if you're set that that out there what do you do to set that vision and that expectation and keep people uh pushing uh to keep that in the front of their mind because you know on a daily basis there's a lot of problems we got to deal with it's easy to get sidetracked and lose sight of why we're doing this uh but how do you keep them on track and how do you uh keep that vision out there you know, I think, Larry, the thing is that once you started a business like we have and you go out there and you suddenly realize that, you know, what you obviously you're going into business, you know, people go into business, you want to make money, you want to build something. But then suddenly you realize that your service that you provide is, you know, is providing such an important need for families and people who cross parts with your company or, for, you know, or benefit from what you do. They've got a major change in their life. And so you're really impacting lives in a, in a significant way. And so I think I'm very fortunate that I'm in that financial services industry and we take a very educational approach and, and everywhere you look in the North American society, you know, financial literacy is a major issue. So it sort of gives us a drive that the marketplace is huge. And then because of the success of our company and the success of our company really can be measured by the people who have actually entrusted their business with us. And we have seen the significant changes that they have had has happened to their lives because of what we do. So this sort of drives you more because you says, okay, I'm growing my business. We are doing well financially. 
but we are really changing society. We are really impacting lives. You know, people, we know that when someone sits with us and, you know, and they leave, they leave better than before they came. Yes. And have, yeah. And what would you say, you know, you, you're doing that, you're, you built the organization, obviously, from scratch, uh, still running it. How many years have you been at this? I've been 31, soon to be 32 years. Really? Congratulations. And uh, uh, people say, you know, they always say, how don't you look forward to retirement? How do you stay fresh? And what keeps you fresh and keeps you energized? Well, you know what, Larry, I've always thought of retirement as, you know, leaving something you don't like to go find, to go do the things that you really want to do. And so I have a passion for what I do. I, I love it. I, I enjoy it. And because of being an entrepreneur, you know, you're not working nine to five. You have that flexibility where you, you know, we, we say you enjoy the journey. So, you know, you, you, you're in your business, but you find time for leisure you, and you, you spend a lot of time with a lot of people. And, if, and as time goes by, if you get to like people and hang out with people, so you have that social network, you know, you can go out, you can have fun, you build relationships. So at the end of the day, I mean, what is it to retire from, to go to where? Because you, know, you have this great life and, and you, you, you can have it all. Yeah, that's the thing about an entrepreneur. You can retire from parts of the business, yeah. uh, the annoying parts, and hire people to handle that. And really, that's the fastest way to grow, don't you believe? Because you're spending your side, you're, you know, you're freeing up. Anytime you can offload some uh, tasks to someone else that means you should have done that probably a long time ago you know that somebody else should be doing that to free you up to do the things only you can do and sometimes we settle into a pattern and we think we're the only one who could do something until we're forced to do it and <laughs> and then we find out wait a minute uh what i actually need to do here is very little whatsoever <laughs> You know, I could be replaced by a, a lot of people. I just have to think it down and break it down into bite-sized chunks. Uh, but that frees you up to be the leader and to let your mind go think about other things and bigger things and actually spending time with talking with other leaders that are doing those kinds of things to pick up ideas and bring them back to your team. But you'll never have time to do that. You'll never allow yourself the luxury of doing that. And by the way, that's what CEOs and that's what they have these conferences of CEOs at, uh, and, you know, at Davos and, you know, all of these uh, different places where the ultra successful people get together and just, you know, they have their meetings, but they basically hang out and just throw ideas around to keep each other stimulated and fresh. And, uh, you know, if you're the head of Apple, you're head of Google, you still got to keep it fresh. You know, they're public companies. You got to have growth uh, or next quarter, you know, the board of directors are going to be throwing you out too, you know, even if you're Tim Cook. So, uh, you know, you got to perform even at the highest level. And after uh, it takes time to think about and evaluate new possibilities. And just like when you're getting started as a rookie, it's great 
to save a lot of time by finding role models, not necessarily heroes, but role models that can give you the picture and the pattern that you can copy uh, and save a whole lot of time moving up the ladder. It's the same thing at the top when you're running a multinational corporation. Uh, if you can get around and spend time with other leaders of other multinational uh, corporations or similar success, and you can kind of find out what they're doing, you can stay stimulated at the top. Uh, otherwise, you just talk to the same people all the time. You're going to be doing the same thing. So uh, it allows you to get free and to break your rut, you know, by turning those things over uh to, you know, thinking about your time, making a system out of it and turning it over to someone and get them trained to do it, to free you up. And you've been through that process many times. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Yeah, you know, Larry, I think, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you start out, you know, I think if you're not careful, you can easily get stuck in the self-employed phase where you start to figure, you know, well, I'm running a business, I'm doing stuff, but, you know, I've got to do everything and I've got to get everything. And I think, and if you, and if, if you don't transform yourself into the, going from that self-employed where you start having a business and start dealing it. I know looking back, I wish I did some of that a little bit earlier, but it was a learning process. But today what I look at is that, you know, if, as I run my business, there are things that I can dele delegate and get it done it's very productive for my business because if I, if I invest my time in those ventures, that is really a waste of my revenues because I could pay a small portion of you know, what my time is worth to someone to get that done and to continuously growing. And like you said, you know, it's at every level, there's another level. So you, you want to get around people who, have, who, who are the levels that you want to aspire to and learn from them and, you know, and experience. And, you know, and like the old saying, you know, you know, you know, one, one hour with, with, you know, with a wise man is worth 20 years of study. So if you get around wise people who are successful and you get to pick their brain, learn ideas from them and come back and take it and see how you can fit it and implement your business, it will be a lot more rewarding than you, you focus on getting some of the simpler tasks done that you could allocate to other people. So at every level, I think, uh, like you said, your role changes in your business as you go. Yeah, and... Uh, uh... You know, part of that is adding staff and part of that is systematizing what you're doing and offloading it to trainees and compressing timeframes like that. But the idea you need to have is don't evaluate yourself on how hard you work. You know, I've down through the years, I've just anybody gets on stage to talk about how hard they work. I just think they're stupid because, uh, Everybody works hard. You know, the guy sweeping the uh, streets or the, the floors works hard. Everybody works hard. The thing is, what are you getting done? And so many leaders uh, have carry insecurities of their youth and their upbringing. 
Now, maybe they were accused of being la lazy or something. And they take, they hang their hat on how hard they work and how many hours. And it's got, it's what you get done. And is your team winning? Uh, and uh, I was at a, the last thing we had in Aspen. Uh, I probably mentioned this before, but the last big dinner we had in Aspen before they went quarantine last March, uh, we were over at uh, this big steakhouse. It was crowded and noisy and everything. And uh, like just about everybody at the table was a million dollar earner and uh, a lot of different fields. And some of them had read my book. And so they were talking over on the other side. And uh, finally they said, well, Larry, what, what do you think is the most important thing? You know, if you're a leader, you know, what, what's the most important thing? And I, I looked at him and I said, results, <laughs> results. And then they laugh real big is exactly, you know, cause the thing is what results are you getting? And if you're, if you're the leader, you get the business of your own. And the fact that you work hard, who cares? You know, the thing is, what are you working time on? Where are you spending your time? You know, you, you don't need to be unboxing the supplies when they come in and sticking them on the shelf in the closet. You know, you don't need to be, you, if you need to do that, you need to be willing to do that on the way up, but you need to be smart enough not to continue doing that uh, over and over again when you can get someone, you could bring on someone who can do that. You can train them how to do those things and free you up to do more valuable things, which is come up with new ideas and new markets and new approaches and compressed timeframes. And that's, for a lot of people, that's a hard thing to learn. Don't you think, Bobby? I think it is. You know, Larry, I, I can, you know, I, you know, as I look back on my life and I started, you know, I, I picked that up, you know, and I look at it. I didn't think I, I picked it up right away. Like every, every person you go through that learning curve. But, you know, like you said, it's so important, isn't it? It's, I mean, if you're successful, you know that there is success, there is work being done. But right. the point is that is who's doing what, which work at what phase. Yeah. And so you as the leader, you got it, for you to drive productivity, you have to utilize, everybody's got a limited amount of time. You have to utilize your, your time and spend your effort in the areas that is gonna be the most productive, that's gonna drive you, give you the biggest movement in your company. So maybe doing something that somebody could do for a, you know, like a, a little job, like moving stuff, like you said, answering phones, right. you know, sending emails and things like that, that's not really gonna grow your business. That's probably gonna maintain what you have. Yeah. But you spending time looking at ways to innovate and grow and coming up with ideas and see how you can move your entire operation. I think that is so crucial. And I think if the, the moment I start to realize that, I started to, to dedicate more time to it and it did, and it has resulted in the growth of our business. Yeah, you know, I remember when I first uh, moved up to North Carolina, uh, I, you know, it's the first time uh, we really had a yard, you know, I had a little yard down in Atlanta was not, the kids pretty much played out there and, and kept the grass beat, beat down, but. I noticed these guys, uh, you know, was in a house for a year and then went over and we got a bigger house and bigger yard. And uh, uh, I had one thought one time about, you know, I need to go get a lawnmower, you know? It's like, then I talked to myself. It's like, why do I want to get a lawnmower? Why would I have a lawnmower in my garage? 
now I've got to fill, I got to have a gas can. I got to go get gas. It stinks. And then I've obligated myself to cut the grass because the kids were too young to do it. And uh, so I developed the attitude that, you know, I started looking at, at my friends and challenged like, what is that lawnmower doing in your garage? Get that thing out of there. <laughs> Get a lawn service, you know, pay somebody. I used to tell them, I said, you know, they, they compliment me on my lawn and what I do, you know, to, you know, I have a, such a great lawn. I said, I said, I don't know. I said, I see the lawn, but I, we've never been personally introduced, you know. <laughs> I walk by it. I see it on the sidewalk and I appreciate, you know, it looks good. But I said, how it gets that way is just a mystery to me. You know, a guy comes and they walk around with tools and then it looks, you know, uh, it looks nice, but you know, I've never been educated on the, on the lawn, you know, <laughs> but it's so easy to grow up and you feel like you're supposed to be doing that stuff. You know, it is so true. You know, Larry, I, I you know, I, I share what you, what you were saying that, you know, for 20 some odd years, I've never mowed my lawn, shoveled yep. my snow. As a matter of fact, even in our property, I have a guy who helps with us around the property and, you know, and he, he will tell Candy, you know, Bobby don't know nothing. You know, he, he can't even operate a screwdriver. Yes. It's not that I can't. Why should I spend my time doing that when I could utilize my time more productively? See what they don't see. The trick is for an entrepreneur. When you start, there's nobody else around. So you take out the trash, you fix this, you fix that, you return the phone calls, you order the supplies, you stack the supplies, you do everything. You clean the toilets. But the deal is, you want to transition to the point where you got people who do all these things and the people that are there don't know you know how to do those things. You know what I'm saying? When I went up there, I was the only one trained in the business. You know, I, I knew everything about everything. But within a couple of years, it was to the point where everybody who worked for me thought I was the dumbest guy about the business there because they were saying like, well, don't ask him. He doesn't know, you know? And uh, I knew, but I didn't want to let them know I knew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and because uh, I didn't want to be doing it. And uh, so that's an important thing. You know, you kind of look at where you're getting uh, hung up in your daily schedule of things that have to get done, but somehow uh, they're not getting done and you're the only one to do it. Well, maybe you need to bring in the Calvary, you know, to help you with that, reorganize that and get it off your mind. Because the thing is, it's just, not only does it take time to do it, it's something on your mind and you need to get somebody else who it's on their mind. And they're spending their time doing it so they can free you up to do something great. And if you're out of ideas, free you up to go spend some time or to meet some people or to read some things or listen to some new input to get some fresh input so you can come up with some of those ideas. So anyway, Bobby, thanks so much. That's great insight. And, uh, I can't wait to have you back again. Okay, Larry, it was always fun. It's always fun hanging out with you and learning from you and, you know, having a, and get a chance to chat with you. Yeah, and I feel the same way about you.
If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.